Hi everyone, this is Nikki from 4 Therapists and a Chit Chat. I'm thrilled to tell you that this podcast is being sponsored by WebHealer, the number one provider for therapists just like you. With over 20 years experience helping therapists use the internet to grow their practice. So why not see how WebHealer can help you get more from your website? Contact them today with the code CHITCHAT for a whopping £100 discount off their in-house design website service. Welcome back to this week's episode of Four Therapists and a Chit Chat. And as always, we have the lovely Nikki, Amanda and Millie. How are you girls? Very well. Good. Yeah, all good, good, good. And we're very excited because this series, we're breaking out a bit and we are starting to invite some guest speakers. And you'll know from a previous episode, we had the lovely Dara from Web Healer. Well, today we have the wonderful Gus, who is um, a Boeing practitioner, Noah of all things anatomical. <coughs> He's a bit of a, a singer, a musician, a comedian. A uh, newlywed. Newlywed, all of those things. So welcome, Gus. Thank you very much. You sort of, um, I feel like a bit of a jacket, all trades and a master of none, really. <laughs> oh, I think you're master of quite a few. <laughs> and we've got Gus on today because Gus is, um, I can use the word expert, can't I? Gus yeah. is one of the um, experts. Oh. <laughs> is expert. I can go that far, but whatever you and want to do. Is, let's say very knowledgeable then in um the subject of the vagus nerve which i know i'm seeing a lot more about now on social media and we thought actually we'd get gus in because we don't know much about the vagus nerve do we girls no, no, no. We, we need you to tell us <laughs> how can we get yeah. us out there so you know gus, i guess the thing to start with is what is the vagus nerve and why is it so important for us as therapists to know about it um, yeah, I mean, um, from my point of view, because I mean, you guys know me from, you know, the Bowen side of things. Um, but my previous knowledge is all from, you know, did the deep stuff and sports therapy and stuff like that. So, and that's the whole thing about the Vegas is, you know, for me, um, it wasn't just a Bowen thing. In fact, um, for those of you who know, uh, I originally started off, Paula and myself started off safety move and we started with, with the lymphatic work. Um, and the lymphatic work sort of automatically sort of led me into Vegas because I was I was realizing that the more I was doing lymphatic stuff, I was actually doing Vegas stuff at the same time. Um, so, so the vagus nerve is one of our cranial nerves. We have 12 cranial nerves and, and the vagus nerve is, is, is uh, cranial nerve number 10. Um, and the vagus nerve has always been seen as as your uh, sort of rest digestion repair nerve. So you have the, the stress response, you have the autonomic nervous system, um, which you've always seen as having two sides to it, like a bit of a seesaw. So you have a stress response on the one side, which is your which is your sympathetic response, and then you have your rest digestion re- and repair response, which is your your parasympathetic response. Um, but uh, w- with me going getting into the vagus nerve and, and 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 learning as I'm going along, it's not just as simple as that. So it's not as black as white, black black and white as as in you know you stress on the one side and vagus goes down, and then when the stress is over, the vagus comes up. There are some it's there's sort of a sort of a hierarchy really, um, and it's not just black and white. Um, so yeah, so the vagus nerve is your tenth cranial nerve. Um, it's the longest cranial nerve. Uh, it's your main parasympathetic nerve and. Um, and it's your longest cranial nerve that extends below, well, it's the only cranial nerve that extends below the head and the neck. 
um, and it's responsible for you feeling great, which is what we've always known. But the other interesting thing is, is if you start overstimulating the vagus nerve, it can do bad stuff as well. So we've never really delved into into that too much. Generally speaking, with bodywork training, you sort of taught the vagus nerve, you sort of rest, digest, and, re and repair nerve. Uh, but uh, when overstimulated, it, it can be bad for you as well. Um, so that's the interesting part. And there are ways that we and can I see. Guess, sorry, Gus, just to interrupt you as well. I guess for a lot of us, um, that people don't realise that actually to overstimulate it is is not good because I think it's always been out there that you know it's good to to you know to to, to work on it so that yeah. that that you're you know. Well, that's that's a good thing to do, but I think yes, for that's quite interesting and sort of to to get that out there so people. But how do that. you overstimulate it? Um, it's a very interesting question. That one. Um, it's the thing yeah. about the vagus nerve. It is. It's very. It's a. It's a physical nerve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's a, it's a very physiological nerve and creating uh, creating physiological changes. But it is the nerve that I would say get the mind and the body together that's a nerve that, that that combines them because the vagus nerve has been shown to be heavily involved in in uh in anxiety disorders and depression and so on so um it is a nerve that affects both sides so you you know you you some of some of your major physiological actions which we'll probably get to but um yeah so it, it affects it affects the mind at the same time um and so anything that can that that that's involved in your thoughts and your thought base and stress response and the way you think. I mean, we know that, that, that if you start, you know, thinking about things, if you have to think, you know, if you have to run, run away from a lion and jump over a fence, um, you know, that danger is normally over within five minutes. You'll either be dead or you'll be safe. Um, so, uh, but, the, but the thing is, um, your brain does not know if, you, if you're stressing about running away from a lion or, or if you're stressing about life or, uh, you know, life, life's happenings and money and, and relationships and those type of things. The brain will just get a stress signal and send that out. So, so the thing about the vagus nerve is you can overstimulate it with, with your thoughts. Uh, for argument's sake, or with 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 massive trauma. So mm. if you've gone through massive trauma, that can push your 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 vagus nerve into a different state. The thing, the other thing that's interesting is that we're not really told about is that you just there's just not not just one vagus nerve, right? So your vagus nerve, apart from having a left and a right part to it, um, also has a dorsal and a vagal part to it. So the vagal part is basically the front of the brainstem, and the dorsal part is to the back of the brainstem. So your vagus nerve actually originates in two different parts of the brainstem with two different functions but we've always just thrown that together and say well that's your vagus nerve yeah. uh, so so if you start overstimulating it either being in physi physiologically so um you can you can for argument's sake if you work very close to the neck and center a massive area brachial plexus area you can actually if you go heavy-handedly in there for a, for a period of time, but really heavy-handedly, you can you can overstimulate the vagus nerve and and start activate start activating the dorsal part of it, um, mm -hmm. which is the part that you don't really want to get stimulated because when you start stimulating the dorsal vagal uh, part of the vagus nerve, um, you go into sort of your heart rate drops far too low, which is called bradycardia. So you go into a lower than normal heart rate. You can actually stop breathing as well. So the medical people know this as part of, you know, you know, when they do oper operations and surgery is that when they start almost overstimulating the vagus nerve, all these, all these symptoms starts, starts kicking in. Um, so yes, there, there, there are a few ways you can, that you, that you can overstimulate it. Wow.
and and so why why do we need to know about the vagus nervous therapist you know it it's useful to, you could say it's useful to know we have a vagus nerve and that it, it does x y and z but how do we use that knowledge in our practice i guess okay yes um the thing with the vagus nerve is if you in a bad i don't want to call it a bad state but if, you, if you're in a state where you're really really stressed out and where you possibly will be leaning towards dorsal vagal state, um, then your your treatment as such is probably not going to hold. So okay. you have better chance of your of your of your treatment, whatever your treatment is, having a better effect if you can get the person into a more what we call a ventral vagus vagus state, which is the whole uh, feeling of safety and everything is good. Yeah. And, you know, um, so so from a, yeah, from a treatment point of view, you want the client to be towards a, a, a ventral vagal state. So if you can recognize the signs and 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 signals in somebody that they're leaning more towards the, the dorsal vagal uh, state, then you can do a few things to try and get them away from that and more towards the ventral vagus. Um, so, what, what, are the, what are the signs and signals then? How would you, how would your kind of average therapist be able to make um, an assessment whether or not someone is is in that stress state or yeah. and, and you need to do some work? Well, um, that's what the workshop's about. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what the workshop's laughs> But no, no, um, there, there are simple things. You know, if you think what, if you think what the vagus nerve is involved in, which a lot of people probably don't know, is the fact that you know the the one thing that we that we do know is that your your vagus controls your it regulates digestion, right? But your digestive tract starts at your at your mouth and ends basically at your back end, if you call it that. So from cheek to cheek, um, <laughs> it's your digestion. It's your, so so your vagus nerve is involved in your whole in your whole digestive tract so it, it regulates digestion so it starts at the whole swallowing process so you know for argument's sake if you have uh the whole thing that, that a lot of a lot of people have come into now is sort of breathing and and and, and um and tongue position that type of thing so if the whole complex of swallowing uh, and, and function with, within the mouth is not the way it should be or not optimal, um, that'll start warning the brain that there's a bit of a stress, that, you know, that things are not working the way it should be, and that will start affecting your vagal tone. So um, so your, vag your, your vagus nerve starts right from, you know, if you have swallowing difficulty, difficulties or problems, you know, problems in your throat, etc. Um, your vagus nerve also regulates your heart rate. Right, so it's known for slowing yeah. down the heart rate. So that's why when you overstimulate the vagus nerve, your heart rate goes too slow. Um, it's also involved in respiration. So your breathing is a, is a big part of vagal function. Your vagus nerve also regulates um, smooth muscle activity within your cardiovascular system, and therefore also the lymphatic system hooks up to the to the vagus nerve and and autonomic function. Um, reflex actions such as sort of coughing, sneezing, vomiting, and those type of things. Um, that's that's vagal driven. Um, it's a it's your main uh, inflammatory nerve, you know, anti-inflammatory nerve. Um, so and and like I said before, it's a very key player in your mood and and anxiety disorders. So if you have stuff going wrong or not working the way it should be with you know in any of those, then yeah. you should know that your vagus nerve is starting to is is busy is busy struggling. It's a, it's sort of a catch twenty catch twenty two because you have you have other cranial nerves and other nerves controlling those things. And so if you have problems with any of those other nerves affecting those functions, then the vagus nerve will be affected. 
yeah so yeah. if you have so the other big one is, is trigeminal you know tri, tri, trigeminal nerve issues so your dental work jaw work and 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 uh, you know with that whole mouth area mm. um so if you have tri, trigeminal if you have a uh, dental work done that that sort of um sort of gets a, the trigeminal nerve very angry um, your trigeminal nerve is a sympathetic nerve, so it's a it's a stress res response nerve. So when the trigeminal signals go up and it gets irritated, your vagal tone goes down, so the vagus signal will go will go down. So any of those things that, that you know that people will have uh, going wrong with those with those type of functions, um, when you see that, you must know that there's some vagal issues going on as well. Um, but a lot of times, leading to the dorsal vagal state, where the big thing with um, the vagus nerve, and you probably heard of, is the polyvagal theory. So a guy called no, Stephen. No, we, have, we haven't. We're all shaking our heads. <laughs> you haven't heard of it. You haven't. Heard of, okay. Okay. Well, there's a theory I call the polyvagal theory, <laughs> um, and it's 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 a guy called Stephen Stephen Porges who was you know went around years ago teaching how great the vagus nerve is, et cetera, et cetera. And he was doing a talk one day. And at this talk, uh, after after his talk, he had the surgeon coming over to him and say, okay, it's all good and well. You're saying the, the vagus nerve is great and it does all this for you. And it's, you know, uh, it's all, all rest, digestion, repair. But we know from surgery, when we start overstimulating it, people can actually die. So you can have actually organ dysfunction. Uh, and and uh, and, you, and your heart rate drops right down. You stop breathing, et cetera. So, how can you sort of say that the vagus nerve is all good and good and good? We need to stimulate it, but we know that it's got a different side to it. So Stephen Porges then set out to find out, so he couldn't really argue the case, um, and he find out why the vagus nerve is doing this. And that's when he figured out that the vagus nerve actually have two branches, so your dorsal right. and your ventral. And when you overstimulate the, 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 the vagus nerve, the dorsal branch takes over. Uh, which, which get once again gets a heart rate right down and stop breathing, etc. So it's sort of a life life preserving thing. So um, so yeah. So that that is the polyvagal theory. So what he figured out is with the polyvagal theory, it's a it's a hierarchy of response rather than a black and 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 rest. You know. So what will happen is where you want to be is what we call your ventral vagus state. Where the ventral vagus, uh, the ventral part of the vagus nerve is in control, so you can easily handle stress. You know, something will stress you out, but it's very easy for you to get out of that that, that stress zone. Um, and everything is everything's functioning nicely, and everything is working fine. Your digestion's, you know, great, etc. Then you have the next step of when you start stressing out, then you go into your normal stress response right uh which will bring what we call your vagal tone down so the vagal tone is basically the function of the vagus nerve so any stress response will bring your vagal tone down and then when the stress becomes too much then it pushes it higher and you go into the dorsal vagal state where um you sort of signs of dorsal vagal activity is when people feel everything around them has become too much you know the, uh, they start going in Posturally, you can you can see it in a sort of a forward stooping posture. You just see from people's facial expressions. A very common um, sign is lack of facial expression. So when you ha when you've had a very traumatic experience, sometimes you will not register things happening around you. So you will look at people and you will look right through them. You know, there's this this whole side, and and I think for us as therapists, we've you know, well, I've seen it quite a few times where people come in. Uh, and they tell you about their back pain or their shoulder problem, but you just sense that there's something else that's busy happening. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's very often their body language and their facial expression that will that will tell you that. Um, so so Stephen Porges have come come up with this with this factor that 
in order for your vagus nerve to function the way it should, um, you have four other cranial nerves that function together with the vagus nerve, and they're all around the facial area and, and controlling tongue, tongue functioning, etc. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you can see from people from facial expressions that they, and like I say, the body language that the vagus is not, you know, not where, where it should be. And then when you start recognizing those little signs, then you know that this person is possibly heading towards a dorsal vagus and you need to maybe initially in your treatment, try to get them away from that. So there are certain little, little therapy, you know, hands-on things that you can do to try, to try and get people away from the dorsal, dorsal vagus state. And the way you would normally do that is by triggering the other nerves or, or really get the other nerves to function in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. Um, and those nerves are really, like I said, all the facial stuff. So all the nerves that's, that's involved in social engagement. Now we know the last 18 months to two years, there's been a massive issue with social engagement. Yeah, you know, and that's why people sitting on the edge of being okay, but then being not okay at all, have been Mm -hmm. pushed into the next category of being not okay at all. Um, because the whole social engagement part has been taken away. When you can socially engage, or when you feel safe, and I love the statement um, that I always tell people and always use, I don't know who said it, um, but, um, you know, the, the, the brain's main aim is always safety. And the mm. nervous system's main, main aim always is, is the survival of your physical body. Um, so, so when you start feeling, you know, when you have this, all these threats, of social engagement or you know disengagement then the body will start sensing that there's you know that that things are feeling unsafe and they will start pushing you towards the dorsal vagal side so yeah it's just a it's just a massive massive subject yeah so So i well i was just gonna say so really you know right now where we you know so much has gone on as you said with um covid and the lockdown and everything you know there's a lot of people potential you know clients out there that um, we could be helping. So, you know, I guess all of this information is so vital to therapists um, because, you know, we could be helping them and, and yeah. you know, promoting um, our businesses with the fact that, um, you know, this is key um, and, and making people realise out there that there is help for them. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, and as therapists, then it, it's really good to understand this um, all about the Vegas and, and your course then, Gus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, obviously, I love running courses and stuff. And that's what I enjoy doing. And, and um, but yes, you know, the other problem with that once once again, part of the whole last 18 months to two years, is the whole mask wearing. So when you're wearing a mask, you can't see people's facial expressions. No. Um, and the fact that your body can't read their facial expressions will start will start very subconsciously start worrying your brain. Yeah. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yes. So social engagement is the main thing. When you start when you start not being able to engage socially, uh, or being able to judge somebody's facial expressions for argument's sake, um, then your brain's going to go, okay, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So that will start worrying the brain and start, you know, lowering your vagal tone. Um, and the term that Stephen Porges uses is neuroception. So I don't know if you guys, you would have maybe heard of, 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 of interoception, which is the body's ability to clock things inside what's happening in, in, inside or deal with information coming in from the outside and then deal with it internally. You know, so if you do a massage or reflexology or bow and work, then basically you're creating input 
uh, and the body will pick up on that touch and receive the input. And depending on what you've triggered, the body will make a decision on what needs to happen next. Right. So mm -hmm. that's called interoception. So neuroception is the term of your body of awareness of detecting awareness without awareness, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So so. 95% of what we do are actually on autopilot. So we're thinking we're very clever and make decisions on things happening around us right now, but we're not. We make decisions based on things that happened in the past. That's how your brain. So the other term I love is the nervous system will never forget. So what whatever's happened to you, being it, you know, when you were still in your mom's tummy or you were still a baby, even though you can't recall it or remember mm. it or, or, or remember it, it's still within the nervous system and your brain will use that as a reference point. Um, and so, and so you, we run in this 95% of autopilot. So, but a lot of these things we, we detect without knowing that we're actually detecting it. Yeah. Um, and there's a great book. Um, I'm not sure the guy, I think the guy's name is David Eagleman and the book is called incognito, the secret lives of the brain. Um, and this guy, it's a, it's a nice, easy, easy read as well. And he talks about things that happen, you know, things we see that we don't really know we're seeing. Because yeah. we because we haven't been taught to see that way, but the brain still receives the visual information, etc. All these different things. So, so the 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 fact that your body, you know, when it start when it when it can't um, judge external information, so when it receives external information or stop receiving it, i.e., facial expression and you know, etc., then it will start panicking because it wouldn't know what to do next. Um, oh, that, so, I mean, I've never thought about that before. No, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's something that our, our experiences are built on what's happened in the past, not what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. if we're, and if we're used to judging how the situation is or how things are going on, how people are looking and responding facially, which we do, not having that, it's going to be really confusing. Mm. We might not be aware well, yeah. of it, but our brain is going to be going, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's a fact that we're not aware of it and not aware that we're not aware of it yes <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. so you yeah, don't know what you don't know because you don't know through body language mm. rather than language we're reading people's body language all the time absolutely yes and if we can't see it yeah yes yeah. we don't yeah. know what you're saying even if you're speaking yeah yeah, yeah. exactly because yeah, because as you know, we all we all say sometimes things that we that we think we need to say and not that we want to say. Yeah. Um, but our body language and our facial expressions can tell a different story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I wonder if that's why for a lot of people, you know, that kind of the anxiety around wearing masks, they they don't actually know why they feel anxious about it. But maybe then that's their subconscious telling them, well, it's because it's not normal. Mm. And, uh, and exactly, and we I can't read the situation. Do? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so and so that will once again, if I talk about your vagal tone, so um, you want you genuinely want a high vagal tone. Um, so a high sort of a ventral vagus activity to be able to actually uh, help yourself through life and make sure everything, everything everything's fine. Uh, Stephen Stephen Paul just talk about the, the the term your vagal break. So if you have a good vagal break, then you're able to to um, sort of guide yourself through life's ups and downs and get out of it when it gets you tough etc um but yeah if your vagal tone is down um then you're going to have a problem and this one of the things that we that i use on the workshop to measure to measure your vagal tone um is your heart rate variability mm. so one of the vagus nerves job is to regulate heart rate right so um 
so what we do with heart rate variability, your heart rate variability is every time your heart beats, in between beats, you have a time difference, right? Yeah. So that time, that time is never the same. There's, there's always a discrepancy between the beats, the time in between each heartbeat. Okay. It, it varies, hence heart rate variability. Um, so what you can do is you can measure somebody's heart rate variability uh, and measure the difference, the time difference. So you have a little little chest strap or little fingertip reader and you use a phone app, etc. Uh, but you can, you can basically measure somebody's heart rate variability. Um, the higher the heart rate variability, um, generally speaking, the more it means your, your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system is ready for action. So it can deal with things being thrown at it. Yeah. The lower the variability in time, so the more your heart beats like a metronome, um, yeah. the more difficult it's going to be for you to cope with stuff. Um, and what they've done is they've linked, you know, there are umpteen studies done and it's it's fact now basically, that your heart rate variability is a direct indication of your vagal tone. So the higher the variability, the higher your vagal tone. Okay. okay. The lower the variability, the lower your vagal tone, and lower heart rate variability and low and lower vagal tone has been linked to many, uh, you know, um, physical issues, uh, systemic problems, and anxiety and mood disorders, you know, and depression, etc. So um, they are intrinsically linked that way. So you can mm -hmm. measure somebody's heart rate variability and know where they are in, this, in that spectrum and say, okay, I know your body's actually struggling struggling with stuff. Uh, and let's try and get you out of that 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 uh, dorsal vagal vagal tone by doing some body work and doing this and stimulating some other nerves uh, to get oh. you back to to where to to a place of safety. Yeah. Really. So so in your so in your workshop, um, is this the kind of thing that you kind of teach? You'll go over what the vagus nerve is and yeah. it infects us, and and you'll be talking to showing therapists how to measure that heart rate heart rate variability and give them some tips and advice about what they can do to support clients? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so it's all about, you know, what the vagus nerve does, what it's involved in, and knowing that, there's, you know, when there's an issue with that, uh, mm -hmm. then there's going to be issue with the, the vagus nerve. And the most common one, you know, is uh, just in, in general, you know, life in general, is once again trigeminal problems, trigeminal mm -hmm. nerve problems. So mm -hmm. you have mouth issues, jaw issues, uh, mm -hmm. you have to go for dental work, etc. And trigeminal nerve is notorious for uh, for for affecting the vagus nerve and vagus tone and vagal function. So we all know how stressful it is going to the dentist. We all yes. know how painful it can be. Um, and and you know um, I've got somebody at the moment that I've um, that I'm that I'm trying to help with um, trigeminal neuralgia, with with you know with the trigeminal nerve is really really struggling, um, mm. and it shows up in the heart rate variability. Her heart rate variability is mm. lowest that I've seen on someone. Um, right. So, and the low once again, the lower your heart rate variability because of that, your body's going to struggle to cope with a lot of other things or other functions. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So on the workshop, basically, we talk about the vagus nerve. We, you know, we look at what it's involved in inflammatory response as part of your whole body's inflammatory response. Like I said before, it's the main inflammatory nerve, uh, and anti-inflammatory nerve, um, and and it you know works well in conjunction with lymphatics. Hence, why the workshop in in Chipping Ongar on the 11th, 12th of December, the Saturday will be lymphatic work, which will then lead nicely into the Sunday's vagal workshop. Um, Lymphatic workshop, and if I get this right, the round, <coughs> the lymphatic workshop, anyone can do that. Any therapist? 
unfortunately not. No, oh, no, it's the Vegas one, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the Vegas one. Yeah, so the Vegas workshop, any, any, anybody can do. Yeah, anybody can so, do. So, Gus, um, when you say, sorry to interrupt you, when you say anyone can do it, so do you need to be a therapist of, uh, of some sort? Do you need to have, you know, either be a reflexologist or Reiki master or, you know, uh, a Reiki therapist? Um, or can it be a member of the general public that would like to, that has an interest in something like this? That's a, that's a good question. The cool thing is the Simply Vegas workshop is for anybody interested in their own health. Um, oh. So, so what the way I've done the workshop is um, on the practical side will be because a lot of you know same stuff as that I found with the lymphatic work and then with the Vegas uh, work is that I started recognizing things within myself. So as I was you know learning more about these things, I'm going well. How's it, how, how is it affecting me? You know, yeah, and, yeah. and what, should, what should I do? And especially with the Vegas stuff is now, you know, now now that I know uh, what the signs are for, you know, for your vagus nerve starting to struggle and you're going maybe leading towards a dorsal vagal state where you don't want to be. Um, sometimes I start recognizing those little signs within myself and go, hey, come back. You know, this is what yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, so, so the thing about this workshop, it is for everybody. Um, and also what I've done with the practical stuff is all the practical work will be available afterwards online via the Safety Move website. Um, and there are, there are self-help versions of every practitioner-based bit of work. So if you're a practitioner, this is the way you would do it. And then if you're not a practitioner, this is the way you can do it on yourself. Um, or if you're a practitioner, this is what you can tell your client to go and do you know when they go back home uh, oh that's brilliant because i think that's yeah. one of the things we've, we've spoken about this before haven't we sometimes it's really difficult as a as a therapist to know what to give your client or what what you can mm. get them to do beyond the treatment room yeah, yeah. so sure. this sounds like yeah. actually that that is going to be a really valuable workshop not just to kind of support yourself but able to but to be able to say to your clients your right clients? this is yeah this is what is going on this is what i think you should do yeah, and we'll see yeah. how that helps you yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's all available on video artists for you to go back and back oh, and back brilliant. and back. Um, and also, you know, I, I normally tell people on the workshop, make your own videos, put it on your website, you know. So oh, if, if, somebody, if somebody's struggling, just say, this is my website, you know, click that link or whatever and, and have a look and, and your clients, because we all know when you start telling clients things to do, um, it's all okay once while they're with you. Yeah. When they get home, they go, yeah. oh, what did they say? Do I need to do that? Or do I need to look that way? Or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I encourage people to make their own little videos. You know, it takes, it's basically a minute and a half or two minutes of just saying, you know, do this, turn your head that way, look with your eyes that way, et cetera. Uh, yeah. And put on your website and, and, and point people there, you know, and say, you know, if you, when you get home, this is what you need to do. But if you, if you can't remember, then go to my website and blah, 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 you know, then go and look there. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'm good talk. I'm glad I am too as well, guys. Oh, I'm glad I well, yeah, it depends, but it was just whether, I mean, you can do, I think probably you could do max of 10 um, okay. at a time, but I think, you know, I think you're just going to have to come back, Gus, because there's therapists who like to do it, <laughs> and then if, you know, sort of anyone in, you know, Joe Public that um, has an interest in it, so Gus, we might need to, um, you know, 
get your books. We can uh, revisit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I'm, always like, up, um, I'm always up for a bit like of a jolly bit of fun. And have a uh, regular, what was regular it? Slot. Yeah. A regular slot. I can do a few songs and, and then talk about the vagueness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, but, listen, Gus, we're, we're, we're about to run out of time. Yeah. Just okay. to ask you, Gus, then, for people that want to book, then yes. they can go on to your Safe to Move to book. They can go to safetymove.com and yeah. um, click on workshops and you can click on simply vegas and that'll take you through to the page that you need to see where you want to book in etc etc yeah and gus we can link that into then the heart of holistic health which as you said is in Chippenonga in essex so um if anyone comes on to um that website as well our clinic website there um they can it will link into you and they can book that way yeah. too and that where else where else in the country are you doing the the workshop gus um all over the country well this this year is coming to an end now you know i can't believe it but yeah this year is just about gone so i'm i'm doing online online workshops as well with simply vegas um oh, brilliant. Once, again, oh. once again because the practical work is on video for you to go back afterwards and have a look at if you if you if you get stuck so um so things are online dates but i'm putting dates out for next year now i'm looking at next year's dates now um and it'll be it'll be all over the country and hopefully Perfect. in other parts of the world as well i've had a few uh, a few requests so um uh you know providing we don't go in more lockdowns fingers yeah. crossed um yeah. yeah i might be sort of doing a bit of traveling circus with it so you know <laughs> oh fantastic wow Listen, that was international yeah. not only is he uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially he's an international international <laughs> it's a national man of mystery oh <laughs> yeah baby yeah baby yeah that was really interesting. And you, you're right when you, you said this is such a huge topic. You could spend all day, which you would, yes. <laughs> talking about yes, it. Yes, but... absolutely. If I, if I can just put, you know, just say a few things that you can just do to, the, you know, to yourself whenever you need to feel, feel the need. You must be stressed out. Cold exposure is good for the vagus nerve. So you want Ooh. cold exposure, like a yeah. cold shower. But if you hate cold showers like myself, you will simulate it quite a bit by just splashing cold water on your face. That's a, that's a good one. Chanting, oh. singing, chanting and singing and humming and even gargling. Uh, yeah. stimulates the vagus nerve because your vagus nerve controls your vocal cords and that's the other that's the other stress sign as well so if somebody's voice is busy going but croaky uh they're struggling with their voice uh we know that when people stress out often they lose their voice so that's a that's a sign of vagal, vagal ah, issues um yeah. probiotics um the vagus nerve is your main communication between the gut and the brain so probiotics if you if your gut is struggling your vagus nerve is going to struggling that's that that's a, yeah. that's a given is that where um, you get your gut feeling from Absolutely, yes. And that's an interesting one because your gut feeling, I don't want to take too much time, your gut feeling is never, is, is more often a feeling of stress and, and anxiety rather than a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, and the thing with your dorsal part of the vagus nerve, um, it controls more of your gut. So when your gut goes oh. wrong, you're going to do you go you will start leading towards the dorsal the dorsal state um omega-3 is a good supplement to take because omega-3 helps with, with vagus health, nerve health uh, oh. omega-3 is a natural oh. anti-inflammatory so is your vagus nerve and that's your natural anti-inflammatory nerve meditation yeah. obviously so you know promotes relaxation etc um and the other thing is is to, is to hang out with somebody who's done the simply vagus workshop to help you with vagus nerve <laughs> Oh, listen. Well, I, I know I, I am booked on. I was booked on a long time before we had this conversation today. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about the vagus nerve and how I can support my clients. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. done um, Gus's um, lymphatic drainage course, and I did it online 
Okay. Um, so it's a bit tougher, I think, doing it online, but yes. it was brilliant and it has changed the way that I work in my clinic. So I highly recommend your courses, Gus. Aww. Thank you very much. I really, I really appreciate that. That's what it's all about, really, you know, for me, because like I said, I'm learning as I'm doing these workshops and, and, yeah. and, and then just sharing it with you guys and then you use it on your clients and get results. And that's, that's the end, you know, that's, you yeah. can't ask for more than that, really. No, you no, can't. No. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you back another time to talk more. Maybe lymphatics next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be. No, thank you very much for asking me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Lovely to chat to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Another amazing episode, ladies. That was just was brilliant, good, wasn't it? So much insight. I know. Yeah. For I, know. I know. To listen to. Fabulous. So we're out of time. In fact, we're over time. time. So, <laughs> until next week. Bye. 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 bye.